It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I'm with Zerlina Maxwell, and we're joined right now by the senior advisor and chief spokesperson for Vice President Kamala Harris, Simone Sanders. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. How are you all? We're doing well. We were we yeah. were a little bit freaked out because Hannah was playing the Squid Game music, <laughs> um, and it was just really <laughs> too early for that. Um, I was like, "Whoa, you got to give us a warning on that one because that music still." I was like, "Oh, I was getting freaked out." Are you guys too busy to watch Squid Game? You, you probably you have are. to be too busy to watch this. I have not watched Squid Game yet, uh, but it is um, like on my list on the le- next long trip I end up on. Oh yeah, I am that, that actually to watch. is. That is exactly when you would have the opportunity to, to binge something like this. It's a very interesting uh, testament to what's going on in the world right now, that it is number one <laughs> in 94 countries. Um, I was like, dystopia within the dystopia. Um, but but speaking of the reality we're living through, and I don't mean to, to sort of say this dystopia, um, but, but I think, you know, as we are winding down, I suppose... Maybe you can correct me if, if that's not even the way it should be described. Um, but on the biffs, <laughs> on the biff and the uh, and uh, the budget, um, can we sort of get a status update in terms of the negotiations? We we know that um, they're still ongoing. Um, they're you know the vice president and the president are working overtime um, to to get this done. Do you feel as an administration today that that is going to happen? So first, we need to be a lot more upbeat, okay, than we started I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) Because the reality is that these packages and this proposal, and I'm talking about the bipartisan infrastructure deal and the Build Back Better agenda, are things that the president and vice president ran on. These Mm -hmm. are... These are are, our packages and proposals that will make our country more competitive. This will, as you've heard the president say often, level the playing field for working families. And this is really about positioning the United States as a whole to win in the 21st century. We cannot be the leaders if we um, do not lead when it comes to childcare, when it comes to infrastructure, when it comes to broadband. And these bills are about that competitiveness versus what the president has been talking about the last couple of days, frankly, is versus complacency. So he's he's been saying that this is about putting us in the best possible position to win in this century. And there is a real opportunity here. The president and vice president are focused on this. They They are fighting every single day to ensure that we get this done. And we're confident we're gonna get this done. So I know last time we talked, we talked about the sausage making, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for folks who are listening, um, and you all especially, you have covered, you know, Capitol Hill politics in depth. People understand that, that while, um, you know, there is kind of a, uh, an intermission, if you will, when it came to serious and normal legislating during the, the last four years, <laughs> what we are seeing right now 
is exactly how the process works. Okay. This is supposed to, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how legislators do come together um, when you're getting big priorities done, big pieces of legislation. And frankly, the exact same thing played out when we were passing Dodd-Frank. Do y'all remember the big debates around the Affordable Care Act? Okay. So, you know, this passion that you're seeing now from uh, Democratic legislators, from from Republicans, from from moderates, um, is really comes from, I think, the recognition specifically across the Democratic caucuses that um, this is really important moment and that we in this moment, we have the opportunity to pass economic growth bills that can do the thing that we've been talking about doing for mm-hmm. decades to really give middle-class families some relief from some of the biggest financial hardships, give middle-class people, individuals, hardworking people, because oftentimes, I think we talked the last time about single people and families, and everybody talks about what this is going to do for families, but does it help single people? Absolutely. This helps hardworking people, period, across this country, and we got to get this done. And so I know, I know people are, are kind of like, oh, what is happening? What is happening is a process, and we are, this is, this is how the process works, and we are actively moving toward some some legislation, hopefully being put on the president's desk. So I, I think the frustration that people are feeling isn't directed at, at the administration. You know, it's directed at, at cinema and mansion largely. But I, I read something last night. There was a, a report that cinema had said that she she's not negotiating with her Senate colleagues. She's not going to tell Schumer and Pelosi what she wants, but she is negotiating with the White House. And she's been very clear with them about what she wants. That seems to put you in a, a really uncomfortable, strange position where you're, you're the only entity that knows what a single senator wants in a final bill that the Senate has to figure out on its own uh, what it should include. Is, is that, are, do you feel like you have a handle on what cinema wants in this? And are, are you able to move forward with the process by negotiating with her in that way? Well, first I'll say, I am not gonna go negotiate from here. <laughs> <laughs> But I will, I will tell you this. Look, we deal with Senator Cinema in good faith, mm-hmm. just as she does with us. And I know that administration officials, the president as well, has had a lot of constructive talks with the senator, specifically about the human infrastructure bill. And the president does look forward to more of those talks and conversations. Look, I think they both care deeply about delivering for the middle class. And we both know that frankly, the middle class has been left behind for far too long. So I, I think that, you know, things are happening in good faith. We're not going to negotiate from here. Um, but we've had a lot of constructive talks and those are going to continue. Can I, can I say one other thing about Senator Cinema though? Yes. Because yes. I think this is the first time I've actually been asked about her um, uh, since the, the protests happened. And I, I want to mention that, frankly, as we all agree, and um, the right to free speech and protest is important. It is sacred in this country. But I, I would like to note that the president believes what happened to Senator Sinema and the vice president believes what happened to Senator Sinema crossed the line. And I think it is unacceptable and wrong to frankly violate someone's space in the bathroom. And um, <laughs> I'm going to take my time here to say that. 
<laughs> yes, I'm, I think I think reasonable people can come down on on either side of of that argument. I do see the bathroom as a more sacred space yep. than I see others. Um, I do hold the ability to lobby your elected officials equally, if not more sacred than than the bathroom space rule. <laughs> but but I, I I appreciate you saying that. We we hear you loud and clear. One of the questions I have is. You know, we've we've been focusing a lot on um, Senator Manchin and Cinema, and I think, you you know, we're all we're, we're all in agreement and right to say that I think voters' frustration is not with the administration, but eventually, you know, I don't know that the distinction will be there. So, you know, what what is the argument um, the administration? And I'm not saying you know give us your negotiating points, um, right? No, but, but what but are we telling of, people? What are we telling yeah, the American people? Yeah, yes, exactly. Well, well, but but more so, what are you telling Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema? Because because <laughs> you know the argument you're making to them is on behalf of the American people, right? I mean, all of the folks that showed up in Georgia in January to give you know Senator Manchin and Cinema this power of being uh, the deciding votes in a majority, not a ma- not a minority in the Senate. Um, you know, I think there's there's going to be a point where that frustration is going to come to the surface. Um, and, and I do think that, you know, we know the midterms are coming up and that that majority uh, could shrink or change um, in either chamber. And so there is a little bit of a time crunch. Um, so so I, I, I guess make the case is my question. Right. I make make the compelling case because there's. You know, I'm I'm tired of hearing people say, "I don't know what's in the bill." Okay, mm-hmm. let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do that so right I think now. Two things. So first, again, I'm 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 not going to negotiate from here, but I do think that we're making good progress and working through the the real shape of this and the shape that it will take based on um, revenues, based on other considerations. Because let's remember that this bill will be paid for with a price tag of zero. Um, and the president wrote this plan. And of course, he wants to get everything in it. You know, it, it's personal to him. Um, we have been very clear that when we are talking about his agenda, we are talking about the bipartisan infrastructure deal, as well as the Build Back Better agenda, because the two pieces together will make our country more competitive. So let's 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 talk about the, the major components of this agenda. Let's talk about Build Back Better. The three major components of Build Back Better are climate. And so specifically, we're talking about tackling the climate crisis by creating good paying jobs, union jobs. You've heard me say this before, but, Mm -hmm. you know, when when the president and vice president think climate, they also think jobs. When it's climate day at the White House, it's jobs day at the White House. So that's uh, like building electric cars that that build a clean energy future. Um, This tackling the climate crisis ensures that we are strengthening our nation's resilience to more frequent extreme weather events. Every time the vice president has been traveling across the country and when she travels, we give her three numbers um, specific to that state. The numbers are the number of roads and bridges in poor condition in the state. And you would be surprised. The number is always in the thousands. There's always thousands of roads and bridges that are in poor condition. We give her the number or percentage of households in the state that do not have um, access um, to affordable high-speed internet. And then we give her the number of extreme weather events that happened, that have happened in that place over the last five years. And the extreme weather events number is extremely, extremely important because 
Um, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the extreme weather events that are happening across our country, across our climate. I mean, it seems like every year I'm talking about half of the West is on fire. Right. We, the, 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 the heat, um, the, the, how hot it has been across this country, particularly on the West Coast, is not normal. These are the effects of our climate and more extreme weather events. We, we do have the power to do something about them, and that's about taking care of our planet. And that can also help create good paying union jobs. So we give her those three numbers. We also talk, you know, climate peace also um, encompasses putting people to work, capping wells, restoring abandoned mines, and put in place tax cuts that accelerate clean energy technology and bolster domestic supply chains. Today, um, there's a supply chain event at the White House and it seems real wonky and crazy, but we all know the supply chains matter. Right now, used cars are more expensive than they have been, than they have been before. New cars are are really, really expensive. I mean, there's an sh- iPhone where Apple was just saying yesterday, I was reading an article that they're going to make less, um, they're going to distribute less new iPhones because of chip shortages. So supply chain, I mean, Christmas is coming up. So yep. these are real issues that are, sque- I mean, I, I'm, I'm watching, I'm, I'm hearing people talk about uh, their everyday experiences, whether they're going to the grocery store or the gas station. And so we want to do something about these supply chain issues and our Build Back Better agenda does that. The other two key components I would argue are health and family. Health is about making healthcare more affordable. That is lowering healthcare costs and premiums. That is letting specifically, letting Medicare negotiate drug prices to lower prescription drug costs. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense that these prescription drugs that people need to save their lives are so expensive and we can do something about that. And then also helping seniors access critical care services. And that's dental, that's vision, that's hearing. And then families. Okay, y'all. That is making caring for your family more affordable. Whether we are talking about the children in your lives, whether we are talking about the older people in your lives. There are a lot of folks that fall in the sandwich generation that are caring for their their children and parents at the same time. we are, are, are taught, and that also helps women get back into the workforce and parents, period, get back into the workforce. And lastly, making sure every child, three and four year old in America, can go to good pre K. Yeah. This all sounds like a really good <laughs> argument. I mean, I'm listening to this like, yep, yep, that's exactly what yeah. we need. And this I think is about the things that matter to people, y'all. This is like the things that actually matter to people. And that is the um, message that the president, vice president, and the cabinet, frankly, are taking across the country. I, I would be remiss if I didn't say there has been a lot of, um, I've heard a little bit of criticism, if you will, uh, from mm-hmm. about this administration <laughs> and about how we are quote unquote, communicating to the American people. And every, not a week, in the last three weeks, folks have said they need to get on the road and communicate. Well, I would implore those people to pay attention. The president, the vice president, and the entire cabinet has been on the road. And they are going into towns and cities across this country, talking to people specifically about this very plan and, 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 and just laying it out. That this, this agenda is about, can I get a good job in my hometown? Can I go to sleep with a little peace of mind? Can my kids get a good education and build an even better life for themselves? And that is the case we are taking directly to the American people. And frankly, it is working. And that's why these bills are so popular. Simone Sanders, I wish you the best of luck in all of this work. We need everything you just said. Thank you for fighting for it. 
Thank you guys so much. I look forward to chatting with you again soon. I'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.